WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Tuesday, September 26th. It is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210. The phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzel with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. After a 25-11 Eagles victory Woo! on Monday Night Football. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. You stay up and watch the whole game? I did. Gregory? So how does this work? Because we, we have I, a 20 I to, spot. I go to the ATM again. No, no, no. It was a push because we both did the... Uh, That's true. I hit the under. You lost the over. Yes. We'll call it a wash? Well, no. It, it goes to next week. Double or nothing? Triple or nothing? 40 bucks. Now. 40 spot. A 40 spot for next week. Factor in inflation. That's because um... I hit the spread, but I missed the yeah over under. And you right. missed the spread and hit the over. That's correct. So it's a push. It right? is. And it was just beautiful seeing Baker Mayfield take a seat last night. Yeah, and throw a few interceptions. I like seven fifteen games. <laughs> I do too. The hell with those eight thirty starts. Yeah, exactly. As Joe Biden would say, "The hell with that." Yeah. So the Eagles get it done. We got a lot to get to this morning. A big take on the big problem at the border as the issues just keep piling up for Joe, whether it's the economy, his age, his corruption, his border. We'll get to that. And also, we have a Mr. Bob Menendez update. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Gold Bar is playing the Cuba card. Say that ten times fast. Oh, yeah. How about that? Amazing, uh, isn't it? It's a, it's a Cuba thing. Yeah. Family. And, you uh, wouldn't understand. You okay? wouldn't get it, all right? You peons. You know, it's all legit. I just stuff it in my coat pockets. We'll get to that as we continue this not, morning. Not to get ahead of you know, not to get ahead of our skis here, but like, yeah, shouldn't the question be how he has that much, all that much money in his quote unquote savings account, and being right. being a public official for right. fifty years? How do I get a savings servant? How do I get a savings account that increases my wealth three hundred <laughs> times? That should be the question. Well, every time I go to a bank and open up a savings account, after a year, I have like eight dollars more than I started with. <laughs> And here is your pack of chewy gums. Thank sir. you very much. Yep. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually agree with Hillary Clinton and AOC at the same time. Wow. And no, I have not been drinking. We will explain. Well, I mean, last night you were. Well, yeah. A couple of beers. A couple, <laughs> couple, couple of Millers. A couple, a couple of pops. You got to have a really pop. Really? We- you got to we- have a nice. pop when you're watching a Monday Night Football, man. It's your I team. Didn't. You didn't? didn't? No. Were you drinking alkaline water? No, I was I was not drinking anything. Dawn had a glass of red, a red wine, not. I think. I guarantee nope. you she did not. All right. I did not. I'm wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have some Howard Stern updates to get to this morning. And like a third of America, when it comes to the left and the Dems, they say we have too much free speech in this country. <laughs> I'm totally mystified by that. It's amazing. 
but we'll get to that. Uh, let's get the news, though. Round number one, 6.05 on a Tuesday morning. And for that, we go to the lady who will not imbibe on a Monday night football no. game. The great Don Stensler. <laughs> Good morning on this Tuesday, September 26th. Unfortunately, the rain and the drizzle continue. I'll tell you when it hopefully will finally end. This morning, wow, a SEPTA bus driver making just a horrible discovery on the job early this morning. It all started when police say a SEPTA bus driver could not get around a blue Toyota Prius, Prius, which was sitting idle, was running in the middle of the road there at 17th at South Street. And that's when the SEPTA bus driver got out of the bus, walks over, shocked to find a man shot inside his own car, or inside the car, I should say, and bleeding badly from a gunshot wound to the head. The driver, if this victim survives, the driver certainly would have, will have saved this individual's life. The driver calls for help. Help arrives quickly. And the, the man was, the gunshot victim was taken, rushed to an area hospital. And he's in critical condition right now. What a grave discovery that oh, is. Goodness. I guarantee that driver didn't think he would, you know, or she would see that when she started her shift. Well, say, if, if, like, like I say, they're saying if, if this individual does survive, that bus driver coming at that second saved the individual's life. You know, we um, should do a poll question oh today in the YouTube chat. What would you rather be, a SEPTA driver or a police officer in the city? I mean, it, it just, <laughs> I don't know how these people do it. I, I swear to God. Well, there are numerous surveillance cameras in this area. According to police, they're reviewing all of the footage, and it has some of it that they've reviewed has already given detectives some very good leads. But police have not yet identified the victim or determined a motive for the shooting. So we're waiting for word on that one. And since you brought up a SEPTA driver and then you brought up police, our next story this morning, as we've been telling you, and this is a developing story, lawyers for a Philadelphia police officer, Mark Dial, who is accused of shooting and killing a driver, will push a judge to have the first-degree murder and other charges lodged against the officer dismissed when the jailed officer appears in court this morning for a preliminary hearing. So we've been following the story very carefully for you of Officer Mark Dial, 27 years old, and also charged with manslaughter, official oppression, and four other counts in connection with the August 14th death of a motorist, Eddie Irizarry, who had refused to stop for police, was driving erratically, according to police, and then had gone the wrong way down a one-way street. He was reaching for something. The officers were saying, let us see your hands, and that's when he was, we now know, he had a knife. But off the officer thought it was a firearm. So that is why DA Larry Krasner says he charged the officer with a first degree murder among other charges. So Officer Dial's bail revoked earlier this month, as we've been telling you, after prosecutors, after Krasner argued the charges made him ineligible for release. So this is an ongoing story and we will wait to hear for word on this. Um, by all accounts, uh, even his own lawyer said they've never seen a first-degree murder charge in a case like this for police. Let's get to the NBC10 first alert forecast. Yes, there's a lot of a lot to report on, including the John Fetterman, the latest from U.S. Senator John Fetterman, uh, what he says should happen with 
his New Jersey senator who mm. once endorsed him. Yeah. So I know we'll talk about that one. That's a little tease. Let's get to the forecast because we do want to do some Eagles highlights this morning. Uh, NBC 10 first alert forecast, 58 degrees cloudy right now. Coastal flood advisory down the shore points, down the shore. And we're looking for, especially around uh, lunchtime, let's say, around 11 a.m., the chances of rain, 55%. So it's it's like the spattering, the spritzing of rain with the exceptions of, I'll say, around lunchtime and then just in time for the evening rush, things ramp up again. So uh, unfortunately, just a lot of dreary, uh, dark days and we don't really come out of this fully until later this week. So we're looking at tomorrow. Yes, the sun will come out, but there are chances of some showers in the morning tomorrow. High of just 66 degrees, 66 for your Thursday, more rain on the way. Friday, the same story, not washout days, but this sort of spritzing, I'll call it. Um, my grandma called it spitting. I'll call it spritzing, <laughs> but <laughs> mid to upper 60s. And then even for the weekend, it looks like we don't get a nice sunny day till Sunday. So Saturday, the lesser day at 71 with a chance of rain. Sunday, 76 degrees and partly sunny skies. All right. We can't wait to get to the sports news today because there's a lot of gloomy news, but certainly the Eagles delivered, giving us some great news last night. Eagles beating the Bucks 25-11 and, uh, against Tampa Bay. So let's take you through it. Uh, by the way, birds moved to 3-0 as Jalen Hurts, who has confirmed, yes, he had flu-like symptoms. Yep. Jalen not calling in sick. Some are saying it's the equivalent of the Jordan flu game back in 1998, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, Jason Kelsey actually said in the post game uh, that a lot of the team had flu-like symptoms. I know. So, um, I mean, good for them. Yeah, and they still won by 14. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's take you to cut A. This is a. You know, they had a, a bit of a slow start, but Hertz found emerging wide receiver. This is Olamide Zacchaeus for a big TD score. Listen. Very good job with that. Uh, it is. Local that kid, by the way, St. Joe's Prep, just yes. like Swift. Yeah, very good, Don. Hertz in the gun. He's back. He steps up. He's looking. Still looking. Has time. Let's it go. And it is complete. Touchdown! Olamide Zacchaeus. You give Jalen Hurts enough time, Zacchaeus got open, and Jalen threw a 34-yard strike. Nice. Let's take you to cut C. This is homegrown DeAndre Swift continuing to shine in the offense. 130 rush yards, including this big play. This time, Hurts gives it off to Swift. He breaks a tackle. He's got a first down. 40, 50, cuts back, 45, down to the 42. DeAndre Swift. He is the man. <laughs> Two straight weeks, he's looked like Bo Jackson. St. Joe's Prep. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, that touchdown pass that Hurts threw, he stayed in the pocket for like two days mm-hmm. and hit that. Th- and he literally threw Zacchaeus wide open. Um, I Just a stat for you. With that touchdown, that is his 30, with the 34-yard touchdown pass to Zacchaeus, he now has 12 touchdown passes of 25-plus yards downfield since the start of the last season. That's the most in the NFL. Wow. So this narrative that he can't beat you in the pocket and always wants yeah, to run, run, he's been hitting bombs on people now for two years. Well, he is running more in the pocket now than mm-hmm. he has been. So. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see. By the way, all that uh, sound courtesy of our sister station, 94 WIP. Yeah. Thank you, WIP, for the highlights. And my, my 
kids did notice. They said, why does it look different? It looks lower energy. And I said, oh, it's not on Fox. Did uh, you that's notice? Tr- that's true. The, yeah, the ABC presentation is a little different, right? It's a little lower energy. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And the graphics. Yeah. That's not e- as that's good. ES- that's ESPN for right? me. Right? Yep. A little lower energy. Yep. A lot lower energy. Yeah. Let's just be real. It was like a Jeb Bush broadcast. Oh, that's not. <laughs> no. That's, not, that's, not. that's an insult <laughs> to Jeb Bush. <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing about it is even the commentators, when they went to the, you know, commentators, mm. it looked like a financial show. Uh, well, we're gonna. Like, wow. Oh yeah, Buck and Aikman. Right. Yeah, Philadelphia don't like either one of those guys. By the way. So it, just, it was. Look, it was an exhilarating night. Twenty-five, eleven. Up next, Eagles back at home to face NFC East rival Washington Sunday. Phillies start a new series yeah. versus the Pirates today, six forty p.m. Hopefully, the rain. It might be just a spattering, so wear your rain jacket if you're going. But it's not not supposed to be a washout. And again. One win. This is yeah. it. Clinch win it and we're in. That's right. They, they Woohoo! Tonight. <clears throat> and then if they, what if the Pirates lose or something? They get home. They get uh, the number one spot. The number one wild card. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ooh. All right. <laughs> That's it. Kale and Company first edition news live. All right, Don. Thank you very much. Six fourteen Tuesday morning. Let's get to another big take. The big take on Kale and Company. The big take this morning, uh, Biden's third biggest problem, his botched border. No matter which way Joe Biden turns his head, he has problems everywhere. The most important issue that he has no answer for is the economy. An overwhelming majority of Americans are disgusted with their financial situations, and rightfully so. Then you have the concern that is Joe Biden's age. It's not just a number. It's the erosion of his cognitive abilities that lead most people in this country to believe that he is not fit to serve a second term. But right behind the economy and age is the border crisis facing this nation. Alejandro Mayorkas conducted the question a million times until he is blue in the face. But he knows it's a crisis. It's okay, Alejandro. You can say it. Crisis. It's not a bad word. It's just reality. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for Joe at the southern border, it has. But let's do this in chronological order to illustrate the point of what we have seen in this country for the last five or six days. Here was Peter Ducey of Fox News, which you heard on the cut sheet last week. Uh, in the middle of last week, grilling White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre about the bungled border. Listen and watch. Thanks, Green. So what do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering. Okay, we're going to move on. No, 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 no. We're moving on. We're moving. In the back. You said you were stopping the flow of the border. No, no. I tried to answer. Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Ah, You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. Your safety and security in this country is not Joe Biden's concern. That is essentially what the binder is saying when she answers the deuce man's question with a question of her own and attacks the Republican Party. Hands down, the worst public relations I've ever seen from any administration in my lifetime. The statistics from August are mind-boggling when you actually think about it, and they were just released a few days ago. More than 300,000 immigrants have attempted to enter the United States unlawfully or were paroled during the month of August, surpassing all national records and spelling a catastrophe for the Biden administration that just claimed its sweeping policy reforms were working. Apparently not. In August, 304,162 people were either apprehended by Border Patrol while crossing the border illegally 
were deemed inadmissible by customs officers at ports of entry or used new Biden initiatives to bypass the border and fly under the umbrella of temporary parole. Now, the August number surpassed the record of 302,412 people from December 2022. I guess the border is just like retail sales. We see spikes for the Christmas holiday and back to school season. Who knew? And to put it into perspective, here's how bad it really is. That 304-162 from December, that's actually between 5 to 10 times higher than the average monthly totals that were seen during both the Trump and Obama administrations. Democrat and Republican, 5 to 10 times higher than the monthly average. During the Trump years, Dems refused to spend $10 billion on a border to stop the inflow of illegal people, drugs, and sex trafficking, arguing it was too expensive. But on Sunday, 60 Minutes revealed that America has pumped $25 billion in non-military aid to Zelensky in Ukraine, including paying the salaries of all 57,000 first responders in Ukraine. The money for border security has never been an issue. It's just not a priority. Take a listen and watch this clip from 60 Minutes Sunday on CBS. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that, to keep it afloat, the U.S. government is subsidizing small businesses. Boy, that should make you feel good, right? When terrorists, cartel members, and fentanyl is pouring across our border in the droves, the Biden administration is more focused on Ukraine, climate change, racism, and pronouns. Good times indeed, right? And of course, the mainstream media, left-wing propaganda outlets, and Democrats, for the most part, downplay the issue until the border issue and the migrants issue slaps them over the forehead and lands on their front porch. Why? Well, because they've been instructed to do so. That's what Elon Musk believes. The billionaire, Tesla, and Twitter owner Elon Musk on Thursday accused news outlets of ignoring the crisis along the southern border because they were, quote, instructed not to cover it. Bill Melligan of Fox News, who is stationed at the border, tweeted this last week, quote, watching the TVs at a gym in Eagle Pass, every single local news station in the San Antonio market, both English and Spanish language, are leading their shows and have much of their A-blocks, which is the first segment for those that don't know, centered on the border crisis and the mass illegal crossing in Eagle Pass today. National networks were MIA at the bridge today, other than Fox News. Musk responded to Melligan's post by writing, This gets no coverage because the media NPCs are instructed not to cover it. NPC stands for non-player characters, meaning scripted characters in video games that are programmed with specific behavior rather than directly controlled by a human being. The term is used online for someone who doesn't think for themselves. And why is this? Well, if the mainstream media doesn't cover it, the nation won't know there's a problem. As Ray Zelensky, played by Dan Aykroyd and Tommy Boy once famously said, 
What the American public doesn't know is what makes them the American public. Now the call to action. The Biden administration announced Wednesday that it would deploy an additional 800 troops to assist in stemming the migration influx at the southern border. The 800 active duty personnel will focus on logistics and other functions at the border to allow more CBP agents and officers to return to their core mission and responsibilities. The Department of Defense has already deployed 2,500 state National Guard personnel to assist the Department of Homeland Security at the border, and an additional 24,000 CBP agents and officers are deployed to the border, along with 2,600 non-uniformed officers, according to the White House. So why is this happening, you might say? Well, migrants are very profitable. Believe it or not, it's a profitable business. Take a listen to what NBC5 in Dallas uncovered last week. Nine city leaders are expressing shock after an NBC5 Investigates report we aired yesterday. We are waiting for records that show where the millions being spent on migrants is going. Some records we did receive show employees working at migrant shelters have made more than $135 an hour. NBC5 Investigates' Bennett Haberly is here more with what you've discovered, Bennett. Yeah, Kate and Alex, imagine making almost $200 an hour. These invoices show it has happened at the privately run shelters housing migrants. Today, I talked to aldermen who say they've been asking for receipts as well and had no idea of the figures until our report last night. These invoices obtained by NBC5 Investigates show employees of a private company, Favorite Staffing, which run the city's migrant shelters, have made at least $135 an hour, in some cases more. In one invoice, a facility manager made $14,000 in a week in December. Another invoice shows a nurse earned more than $20,000 in one week. Those figures do account for overtime. To see invoices like that are disgusting. They're outrageous, and they should be cause for an, investiga- an immediate investigation. Do you have an accounting for all the dollars you're going? Uh, no, we haven't been, and I think that's uh, the big concern that came up today was that we're willing to accept federal dollars, we're willing to give dollars to these issues, but we need to see where every penny is spent. NBC5 investigates filed public records requests three months ago. Just when you thought a UPS driver was the way to go, making $170,000 a year, guess again, nope, migrants, housing them, profitable. The broken border leads to profitability, just like war and just like funding Ukraine. But then again, this is the Biden administration. U.S. economy be damned. His age, not a concern. Ukraine first, Americans left, and a broken border to boot. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. Uh, big take this morning. If you want to like, jump in with your thoughts and reactions, you can do so. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT. And, of course, be a part of the Kalen Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT and hit the like and subscribe buttons. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to that, as well as Bob Menendez and his very laughable defense slash alibi. We'll get to that as we continue. It's Nick Dawn and Greg, Kale and Company on a Tuesday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So the opening line for Sunday with the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington Commanders, Sunday 1 o'clock, is the Eagles minus 7.5. I'm going to stay away from the spread and take the Eagles money line at minus 375. That's just the opening salvo. Uh, 44.5 is the over-under. 
I'm also going to stay away from that. I'm going to go with the Eagles money line at minus a 375. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining Fan, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. That app is so easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props, over/under, so much more. Visit FanDuel.com/greg and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, so you know you're in good hands. 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager only ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Come away with me. Let's escape together, shall we? The last time WPHD travelers visited Italy, they discovered northern Italy. Next, we are heading to southern Italy on a gastronomical tour of the most beautiful coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals once again from Conservative Tours. If I'm putting my good name on the line, I want to travel with the best tour operator in Italy, my friends at Conservative Tours, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So we'll even take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. This is a dream come true for me. 5267, that includes your airfare, luxury hotels, dining events, you're going to remember, we're all going to remember years from now. Toll free, you can call toll free, 888-733-9494. That's 888-733-9494. You can always go to conservativetours.com, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best kept secret, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and a chance to see the great sights in Rome too before heading home. Join me next spring in Italy. How does that sound? I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 888-733-9494. Remember, conservativetours.com. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We've got some gold bar defense coming up in just a little bit. But some thoughts and reaction this morning to what's going on uh, at our southern border, which really seems like, man, it's taken a turn for the worse uh, over the last five to seven calendar days based off of A lot of the figures and a lot of the numbers that have been released by the CBP and the United States government with just the influx and the numbers that are just staggering when you try to comprehend it. Over 300,000 individuals uh, in the month of August alone. And I'm just thinking about this from the way these types of things get covered. So the mainstream media when it comes to Joe, and we're talking about you know the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the Washington Post, the New York Times, things like that. They have no problem covering the economy when it comes to Joe. They'll say the economy is garbage or two-thirds of Americans are not uh, feeling great about it or 70% are financially living paycheck to paycheck. They'll talk about that. They'll talk about Joe's age. They'll ask those softball questions to guests, and they'll hit him with the age. But they won't talk about the impeachment inquiry into Joe And they very rarely will cover the border crisis, which is weird because the mainstream media is in the business of selling fear. They'll sell you fear on COVID. They'll sell you fear on racism is running amok. Transphobia is all over the streets of America. 
but they won't sell you on the fear of cartels, terrorism, undocumented individuals, and poison that is coming from other countries through the southern border and killing children. It's really wild. Like, when you think about the southern border and you think about security throughout this country, it's harder to get into a bank than it is to get into this country. <laughs> it's harder to get into Odyssey World Headquarters, Dawn. <laughs> well, it, it, it's harder to get into Lincoln Financial Field for the Eagles and Commanders on Sunday. But at the southern border, it's like, you know, our southern border and our country is like a Motel 6, and Joe Biden is Tom Bodatton. He's going to leave the light on for you. I, I've never seen anything like this, Dawn, because in December we saw absurd numbers, and then, then you, they set another record in August by like 2,000 more and I'm just thinking, man, the migrants, they they love coming here during the holidays and during back-to-school season. I don't know. Maybe they're coming for, like, notebooks at Walmart. They're going to be disappointed when they find out how expensive notebooks are, number one, and the fact that they're probably all gone at this point. Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, the first is the, the, the best thing that Greg Abbott did, the governor, the governor of Texas did, was to think, well, if I send folks to New York City, the media will care because New Yorkers will care. Mm-hmm. And and when the New Yorkers are not happy, oh, yeah. then they, right? Market number one. And that's the first television market, there you go. right? Yeah. And, and where all of the networks are. Mm-hmm. So it was from a media standpoint, it was actually brilliant. Yes. To say, hey, we're overwhelmed here. We can't handle this humanitarian crisis. And, and said to folks, do you want to go to New York City? Now, mm-hmm. it turns out, and we know this from the Philadelphia buses, yeah. that a lot of people just have a lot of family in New York or Chicago, not as many buses have come here to Philadelphia. No, that's true. Uh, so so they wanted to go to New York. So they said, do you want to get a free ride to New York? Oh, yes, they wanted it. They had to sign off on it, mm-hmm. according to the authorities. Yep. So they send them all to New York, and now we hear New York and the media finally talking about it, yeah. and the mayor declaring a crisis. I know. Right? Because it's, it's like that old thing, feel your pain. Yes. The second thing I'll say is that I don't worry as much about those individuals we see, especially women and children. They're walking across. They immediately put their arms up mm-hmm. and they walk toward. They're looking for the Border Patrol officers yeah. so that they can turn themselves in. Mm-hmm. And they know what's going to happen. Right. They know that along the side they have like those uh, bins. They take off their wet, mm-hmm. yucky clothing they've been traveling in. They're given all new clothing. Yep. I, I mean- they know what's what's going to happen, but they're turning themselves in to see, to the Border Patrol because they just want asylum or they want to come to this country. Yep. The ones I worry about are the others mm-hmm. who aren't in that count. Yep. The ones who even will throw a, a child, we've talked about this, throw a child over at one point mm-hmm. so that all the Border Patrol agents run over yeah. to find the child so that yep. who... <laughs> Who God knows is coming over, yeah. and they're from what more than one hundred countries. So this is not a South America or Mexico issue at this point. Well, there's pictures in the New York Post, and I don't know if we have them or if we can put them up on YouTube. But there's pictures of children with their parents crawling through those little tubes of razor wire. <sighs> like you remember those little yeah. uh, play places you take your kid and they crawl through the little tube and they'd fall out and spill into the ball pit. It's like those are kids now in these like little tubed tunnel type things of razor wire and they're like basically shredding their skin and like destroying their bodies in sakes of making it through and it's actually you can see it on youtube right now if you're watching it's it's disturbing it's a humanitarian crisis it is 
but let me just say this that I am I I don't think we should not have the razor wire there. No, it should absolutely be there. So, uh, well, I feel for these kids and this fam and these families. Mm-hmm. I feel. Oh God, well, that yeah, that picture is just kids screaming. The mom Greg, you consoling have, her. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Greg like, has a little boy that age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's horrifying, and that's yeah. the thing. It's cruel. Right. It's cruel to these individuals who basically are being invited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're being invited here by an administration, so it's a sin, as I say. Yep. But on the other hand, these these kids and Border Patrol. That's the thing. They they're people with compassion. Many of the Border Patrol. Officers are legal immigrants who, by the way, you know, came here legally from points of Mexico, right. South America. Yeah. And, you know, so this is not any issue anymore of any of the past accusations of racism, mm-hmm. anything of that nature. It's cruel to the individuals yeah. like this. Yeah, nobody's against legal immigration. It's illegal immigration that threatens the safety and sovereignty of its citizens that go about their life legally and do things the right way that end up the victims of people that, if we actually cared about preventing it, would still not be uh, injured or alive today. To be honest with you, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the person who I think has the the most comprehensive thing on the border crisis is RFK Jr. He he basically said something to the effect of, we need to close the borders until we come up with a comprehensive plan Mm -hmm. that is going to... um, you know, make this a more safe and legal process. That's but correct. force the plan, and and exactly. in truth, they they have failed to come up with a plan. And every you you know, people want to blame one administration or the other. You can go way back to Reagan, and by the way, you can find a sound clip of Ronald Reagan because I've played it at some point before, where Reagan says, "Well, I think we should have open borders, meaning for business and trade and that sort of thing." Yeah. So, really, this I think this became a supersized problem at some point, obviously, in the 80s, mm-hmm. but Congress has failed to deal with it. But now it's five to ten times higher than yeah. the monthly average under Biden than it was under both Obama and Trump. And so Joe's at, obliterating yeah. all records regardless of past yeah. parties. And think about it. Joe Biden knows what, well, he should know what his then-President Obama did. President Obama at first had people you know, coming over. Obama had that... That, you know, he was able to evolve, if you will, at, right? And so in the in the beginning, he said, let people come over, then had realized this was cruel and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Obama at that point did the right thing yep. in the sense that he shut it down with a, an extremely strict, nobody reports on this, yeah. his policy was really yeah. strict. But it was never labeled racist. <laughs> no. no. But that was the, you know, that was when, remember, we later learned the kids in cages Images and then they went, bro, that happened all, in the Obama. Yeah, it was all during his Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, we found out in Chester County they had that facility they've now shuttered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was embarrassed. I was physically embarrassed. When we talked about it, you know, years ago, I was embarrassed that we never knew because nobody ever told us during the Obama era that that facility existed. Yep. And and it wasn't until the Trump administration Correct. that we learned about it. Remember that in Chester County. It's just so hypocritical because these Dem mayors and we're you know we're one of them. Um, they're the ones out there touting that they're sanctuary cities. And now Kathy Hochul, I know she's not a mayor; she's a governor. But yep. now Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, a huge Dem in New York, is calling in the the freaking National Guard. Yeah, she deployed them. So so it's just hypocritical that they're like, oh no 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 we. We welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, not that many. Right. People. Yeah. We didn't mean that to that extent. It 
it's just so hypocritical. Like, yes. put your money where your mouth is. If uh-huh. you're going to say that and you're going to claim, you know, sanctuary to these individuals and their families, yep. then you have to be able to put up. And sp- speaking of governors, the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, just came out and says that Mayor Adams is right to claim that migrant crisis could destroy New York. And he rips Biden and Kathy Hochul's policy, saying it's complete mm-hmm. and utter madness. I heard some celebrities and, and different New Yorkers saying, Nobody's going to want to come to New York and go to Broadway, and Broadway's already hurting from the <laughs> I pandemic. Before this I make, I'm not making this up, <laughs> but I, I also think it's we know what the fix is, and and we mentioned Obama, we've mentioned past administrations, COVID or not COVID. I mean, Trump shut it down because there was a true emergency, mm-hmm. and and we didn't know what this pandemic was bringing, and we had to stop the spread and all that good stuff. Yep. But we know that when they say to people, "Hey," you are going to be detained, usually on the, the Mexico side. But whether it's on the Mexico side or the U.S. side, if they say you are going to be detained, that will shut it down right there. Mm-hmm. The problem is people know that we're overwhelmed, and they come into this country, and they're literally given like a like a card that says, come back in three to five years. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Can you imagine? I'm actually planning on giving my kids that card. <laughs> Come back when you're 18. That's not right. That's not right. Sephora. Sephora. Exactly. Well, it's it's funny because there was a uh, there was a video floating around yesterday on Twitter about how uh, there's like an island in Texas where these migrants uh, planted the Venezuelan flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they claimed it as theirs. Yeah, it's like it's. It's literally an invasion. I yeah. mean, that's what we do at, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. It's like when you're playing paintball in the Poconos and you plant your flag Ex- on the other side. Exactly. We win. Well, here's my, if if Venezuela is so great, why are they fleeing there? All right. Oh, no, it's it's horrible right now. Well, yeah. it, so we know that, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, why, right. like, what's the, you know what I mean? Like, like the, not only are they coming here illegally, yeah. they're coming here and they're basically, like, saying, no, 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 we, we take claim to this yeah this area is ours now well we just should put up a sign that shows our gas prices that'll end it right away <laughs> they'll be like the hell is 670 a gallon i'm out uh speaking of a couple of numbers i just want to give you guys these really quick at the southern border there were 181,059 immigrants that were arrested after walking around the ports of entry and crossing into the u.s approximately 74,000 of those 181,000 were single adults 19,000 arrived with a family member. And then here's the real, like, heart-wrenching one. 13,500 were unaccompanied children. 13,000 kids. Mm -hmm, You know, just random kids and minors coming across. And of the 181,000, 51,913 did not have documents to enter but claimed asylum. So we have, and that's the scary part of this, we have no idea who some of these people are. That creates a national security risk. Well, th- that's true. And as well, we have at least at least 85,000 children in this country. They don't know what happened to them. Yep. They've lost. Just gone. Just gone. And Anthony Terenzo, he said, set up one day on my show a couple weeks ago, a, a progressive liberal attorney who is on the Texas border. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking her, you know, straight interview. And I said, well, what about the reports of these 85,000 children that are missing? And she said, oh, they're just fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just, you know, and that, I was shocked. Here's yeah. a mom attorney. Right. And, and so, so biased by her own, so blinded by partisan politics mm-hmm. 
to not recognize yeah. that's a real problem when you have 80 and that's that we know of 85,000 right you know we all talked about you know the human trafficking crisis that's going on and that the main customers are here in america i know greg's like going oh here she goes she's going to pedophile land but that's what this is mm-hmm. and so we we're now this is a sin yeah i mean honest to goodness it's it's hor- and not just the child stuff but just the human trafficking and we all watched you know sound of freedom it makes you realize, and they say this, it's not like drugs or any other product. Mm-hmm. You're basically able to reuse yeah. a human being or a child, whoever, for until they basically die or, you know, I mean, it's it's horrifying yeah. to think about. It really is. But it's a different kind of slavery. We're fueling that with this. 855-839-1210 to jump in. Coming up next, Mr. Menendez, Gold Bar Bob pulls the Cuba card. We'll get to that as we wrap up Hour 1 of Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Monday Night Football is more delicious with whatacroc.com. Yeah, this was uh, last night. Thank God for whatacroc.com. It made my life so much easier and made the win, the big victory last night, wonderful. Because I could relax and no cleanup. I mean, minimal cleanup. What is it? Whatacroc.com's huge variety of delicious meals, and I mean delicious, designed for your slow cooker, make it so easy. I order online, whatacroc.com, and get ready-made meals delivered right to my doorstep. Then I put a ready-made meal in my slow cooker and get to run around all day, do what I'm doing. The family comes home after work and school. Dinner is simmering. And it's delicious. So whether it's the hearty beef chili, and that was one of the delicious parts of last night after dinner, just to have the, the crock pot right there, the slow cooker right there, to, people could just kind of graze on it while we were cheering. But we love the we love the jambalaya. We love the um, oh my gosh, the, all the all the meals are so delicious. I don't know which one is their favorite. Maybe the beef stroganoff cream, tender beef, mushrooms. That homemade beef chili is the new favorite, I would say. But the French toast bread pudding dessert in a crock pot is awesome. I I mean, it's just so good. I could go on and on. The final one I'll say you got to try is um, that honey garlic chicken. That one is amazing. Sweet, tangy, honey garlic glaze. Oh, vegetables and rice. I could go on and on. Just check it out. Whatacrock.com. Huge selection. I'm out of music here, so I got to give you the code WPHT at checkout. Get $10 off your first order. Whatacrock.com. Tuesday morning. Hopefully, all of you off to a good start to your Tuesday. Short amount of sleep last night for many, I would assume, <laughs> watching Monday Night Football. Losing our voices. Losing our voices. <laughs> eating out of our awesome crock pots with meals. <laughs> All the rest of us eat frozen smart ones. <laughs> 855-839-1210, the phone number. See, we're not that far away, Nick. We, sh- we should have just had you over. I know, I know. I'll always accept the invite. I though. know. I grilled some pork chops last by night. The way, Ooh. By, the by the way, let me just say this. Yeah. And I love be- you know throwing truth bombs here. I've known Dawn for 10 years. Don't she, expect that invite. I, I've never been invited <laughs> to her house ever. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh jeez! Now, now I have to. I need no. I need dinner with Dawn. I need pizza with no. Zioli. I've got a lot of like IOUs that I'm storing I, up. I spend more time with you two than I spend with uh, my wife and child. Uh, <laughs> so, explain so, your um, attitude. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I. It's funny. I don't need. It's fine. I don't need an invite. <laughs> 
If you've ever wondered why Greg says things like this, we started six a.m. It's because he's sick of seeing me and Don. Don and I, I didn't say that. Our tweets, our faces, our I voices. I didn't say that. I just said I, I spend more time with you two than I spend with my yes. spouse. You could be at home actually lining your closet and your bedroom and your wardrobe and your you know your night guard and your robes with cash and gold bars. Right? I could. I could. I mean, with all the jobs you have yeah. here, the pool boy. You think that comes cheap? No, <laughs> not at all. So Bob Menendez. Um, this is what I love about Democrats is they don't even care. Sometimes they won't answer you. Kareem Jean Pierre will just shut Peter Ducey down with her own question. Uh, they'll campaign from a basement. They'll hide. Uh, or they'll just flat out give you the weakest excuse or the, the worst defense possible after a terrible plot that was entry level to begin with. They give you even a dumber explanation for it. And that's what Bob Menendez has done as Menendez pulls the Cuba card saying piles of cash uh, the feds found were from his savings. <laughs> Not a 401k, not an annuity, it's just, just, just your old, you know, run-of-the-mill $40,000 salary that you put in your little savings account, right? And, and gold bars. Yeah, yeah. gold bars. So, we all have those. We, we do. We all hang we out all, in yeah. the closet. Yeah. I mean, this guy's got, I can't even afford a Mr. Good Bar. He's got gold bars in his closet, which is outrageous. Uh, and he goes on to say the following. On Monday, he denounced efforts to prosecute him on federal bribery charges, saying that he kept piles of cash that the federal agents found at his home. We talked about this yesterday. Dawn broke a lot of it Friday during her sh- uh, her show that they found at his home and that allegedly link him to the crimes because he's the son of Cuban immigrants. Mm. So, okay, so immediately it's like, all right, I'm going to play the Cuba card, immigrants. It almost got has a, a little racial overtone to it. He says, quote, for 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies. And because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba, says Menendez. So you are taking money out of your savings account yeah. in case of an emergency. Yeah. What emergency, Bob? Wait, what, what, what are we talking about here? COVID? Uh, we have that clip if you oh, want to play do? it. Yeah, I was going to okay. save it for uh, the cut sheet, but what the hell? I'll play it right now. Daniel, this is cut 10. Uh, this is this is what he said in his press conference that he, I think it was like, did you take it live yesterday, Dawn? Yes. 11.30, it okay. happened last, uh, during a Dawn show. So this is what he said yesterday, cut 10. Third, for 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Now, this may seem old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But these were monies drawn from my personal savings account based on the income that I have lawfully derived over those 30 years. I look forward to addressing other issues at trial. <laughs> he now then goes on to duck out immediately after he made those remarks. No he questions. actually spoke in both English and Spanish, ignored questions, from approximately about 50 reporters in the room, according to the New York Post, and did not explain how more than $100,000 worth of gold bars came to be in his home in addition to the greenbacks. You know, I've been doing that for a while. i got to admit it, Greg. I've been, I've been taking a little bit of money out of my savings account, a little bit out of my Odyssey 401k, and I stick them in my pillow. I've got a, a lot of shoes in my closet. I stuff an occasional wad of 100s in my New Balance running shoes. I, it's just in case something gets, you know, something goes awry, the bank system collapses. Just in case, An yeah. emergency. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've got $1,400 in my apartment. You have to prepare for a rainy day. Yeah. And we've yeah. had a lot of those lately. We have, yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, you know, this is why I think those federal investigators, when they, when they held their news conference, they made a point to say that when they found the envelopes, 
that were stuffed with $100 bills in the jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. They, the envelopes actually had DNA and or fingerprint evidence from the actual business persons who are allegedly involved in the pay-to-play scheme. Right. So they, I think that's, they knew that this could be said at a news conference. Mm-hmm. So the question is, well, how did your envelopes full of your savings account money, yeah. how did that envelope then allegedly get right. DNA or fingerprints from <clears throat> a business person yeah. who you only have known for you know, a few years? In my, opi- in my opinion, just based on the evidence, they have this guy dead to rights. And I don't believe his defense because, number one, he's a Democrat in the Senate, which the Dems have control of. You're being investigated by the feds as a Dem. So there's merit to that based on your political party. You have a track record of this. You got off on the hung jury in 2017. And allegedly by 2018, just straight out of that trial, you get right back to business for the last four years. And say what you want about federal investigations and weaponize this and weaponize that. But for the most part, when the feds set their sights on you, they it's not like a local level with police investigation. Like The feds go to a certain extent, and when they jump on you... Odds are most times, not all times, but most times they have you dead. So now it's like damage control mode, plea bargain mode, and just mm-hmm. try to you know mitigate your damages, so to speak. So it just doesn't add up. There's, I, I'm like, wow, talk about. I mean, and I get it, innocent until proven guilty, the whole bit. But dude, if I had to put a wager on this, <laughs> you're guilty. Plus, so many Democrats are coming out, and it's like high prominent Democrats yeah. are coming out and telling him to resign. If there was a, if there was a whiff of. Um, of innocence in this, there would not be so many people coming out saying, nah, he should probably resign. Fetterman has come out and said resign. He was the first. Yes. He was the first, and he confirmed that he received that $5,000 campaign donation from Bob Menendez. Think about that irony. John Fetterman, who's not fit to serve, says you, (laughs) sir Menendez, should not continue serving. Yep. There you go. Yeah. 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off Hour 2, including an update at the Perky Yeoman Valley High School. Uh, we gave you that student walkout last week. Uh, some threats were made. We will get to those details on the other side. Hour 2, Kale & Company. Stay right there. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.